swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every crew, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, wherever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, five stars, all that good stuff. Also, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod, where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure, and mosey on over to Twitter. The handle is my control issues. Holler at your boys, AMC. How you been? Been good. Been, been about two weeks. We back at it though. Uh, yeah, been been handling business, hanging out with fam, hanging out with the kids. There we go. The as per usual, watching shit, catching up on shit, finish. Yes, Boba Fett. Watched Thor finally. Yes, uh, what'd you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> it was it. so hilarious. Yeah, the fucking the, the goats. <laughs> that was a little out there, but <laughs> I, I, like screaming goats will never not be funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved every bit of it. I, I like I'm liking this uh this uh dad of war thing that we got going on with Thor. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna see how that pans out. Um, yes. And then yeah, we we and we got some, yeah. I like I watched the movie, and you know, we're, I mean, watch the movie. Or, I'm, we're gonna get into a little bit of spoiler territory, but there was a point where I was like, wait, so they just like killed Zeus, and like we're, we're good? There's <laughs> <laughs> no consequences for that. <laughs> but then I like how like they eventually like referenced it, where he's kind of like, they're like, you killed Zeus. He's like, yeah, he'll probably be hunting us down for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, you watched the post credits scene, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did mention to Marissa, I was like, you know, there's a Marvel character called Hercules, and they totally like just left that hanging, and then post credits come, and I'm like, oh, here we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. And then, and you know how people are. He looks too skinny to be Hercules. Uh, yeah, Hercules is supposed to be fucking huge, but at, he'll, he'll as, be as, huge. Yeah, he probably well, just had to shoot that one scene. Like, ah, it's a few seconds. Also, he was he was pretty much by himself. Like, we haven't seen like you know. They they clearly like blew up Thanos. <laughs> like it wasn't like Adrian Brody was or whoever that not Adrian Brody who who played Thanos. You think Adrian Brody? Oh not, um, not Adrian. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah, like clearly, I always get those confused. <laughs> clearly, yeah, yeah, they clearly blew him up. I mean, they blew up Hulk. They could make Hercules bigger if they want to. So that's just one shot of the character. So we'll mm-hmm. see how that comes out. But anyways. Uh, they got the costume right. But yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Enjoyed Thor. Um, they agreed with what everybody said. Not as good as Ragnarok, but th- that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Exactly. Um, I, I, I completely appreciated it. And yeah, I'm liking, I'm liking the moves. I like, I'm liking the, 
what they're doing with Asgard. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got Tessa Thompson and, and Natalie Portman in the same movie. You're not going to hear a complaint from me. Uh, too many women. Uh... No, God. Uh... I, was, I was just talking to one of the homies. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's clear they're doing all this girl power stuff. Yeah. Like, every, when you look at the credits for She-Hulk, it's, it's all female names to get to the executive producer. It's like, why are you paying attention to that? <laughs> why, you, and why does that matter? Yeah, why are you counting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's the person There's that's... nine women. It's seven more women than there used to be. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's the person that's keeping count. It's like... <laughs> Like nobody's counting except for you. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this wasn't how it was when I grew up. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I enjoyed it, loved it. Looking forward to the next Thor movie. They got the, you know, it's just it's it's jokey, and that's I think that's the right vein for Thor. It's yeah. it's a character that you don't want to like. I like that they're not taking Thor too seriously, but yet he's also still handling his business. Um, still the most powerful being <laughs> in the Marvel universe so I like, far. I like that whole uh, running joke with the with the jealous axe. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's like the axe like creeping into the. Frame. <laughs> he fucking, when he flies off and it like crashes back down, is like is this is this about Mjolnir? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, and I love what they did with Manor. It's like being able to break it into the shards and put it back together. That's yeah. an awesome expansion of the moveset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I like that. Like Thor, like there's like the hesitation, like if he was still worthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> he picks it up. He's like, ah, oh, everything's ah. all good. Everything's still good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. They, they know what they're doing with Thor. It's in, it's in good hands. As long as like Tika Waititi's ha- handling that business, I, I yes. think it's always in good hands. Yes. Um, but how about yourself, Adeb? How you been these past two weeks? Oh man, I finally worked myself back into a regular workout routine. Got back under two hundred pounds, fitting in my shirts, looking good, feeling good. Uh, working, watching stuff. Started She Hulk. That's awesome. Tatiana Maslany is an amazing actress. Marvel dialogue and production value is outstanding. Your man Bruce Banner, we're getting we're getting answers, <laughs> we're getting we're getting character development. So that's awesome. Uh, what else have I been watching? I think that's about it. I started She Hulk. I feel like I finished. Oh, the the OVA episodes for season five of My Hero Academia are up as they're rolling out season six. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I wanted to. I'm going to try to not watch My Hero until it's all ready because I just want to binge watch the fuck out <laughs> Like season six is going to be too huge. I oh, oh, that's what I started doing. I, I watched the first two seasons of One Punch Man and that's awesome. I started watching Spy, Spy X Family and that's slowly getting its hooks into me. It's kind of awesome. Uh, what other anime? I'm trying to find somewhere that I can watch season six of Rick and Morty because I, I got to get that. I'm hearing nothing but good things and it's Rick and Morty. It's never going to go wrong with me. Uh, what else was I watching? I feel like there was one more anime I got into. And I was like, oh, this is kind of dope. You, but, know what I, you know what I saw is a fucking... Uh... They, they got new Bleach. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I was like, is this a movie? And then it was like, season. Like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for those dubs. But that's going to be, I'm, I can't wait to get back into Bleach. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's a, it's, 
a great time. I'm I'm with you. So the way I actually consume my hero, Jutsu Kaisen got that season two going. Yes. Yeah, the way I'm, uh, the way I consume anime is through Hulu, and the thing with Hulu is they're always basically a year behind. But when they get the dubs, they get them all at once, and so then Damn. I just consume the entire season. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to my hero finishing, so that then I can get those dubs eventually and watch the shit out of that. Yeah, I'm trying to see about switching over to Crunchyroll, and maybe I'll have better access because, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch Inuyasha all the way through and i can't find i can't find all of it is it's pissing me off like i want to watch that i want to find scribe somewhere <laughs> oh, man, yes, i want to get yes. back into the classics like i'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm all about my good stuff but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my fine wine like i like this new shit but i like that that vintage exactly um, you know how it is but a dub so i know i know so i do we, have to do, <laughs> yeah, you know. do, do we have to do the joint what you've been playing or do you have any other games before we get into what we've been playing i ain't been playing that though <laughs> so let's let's get into so this might be the you know this has actually been a very slow for for two weeks off this has been actually a, a very slow news period so i am all for just doing that deep dive into what we've been playing a dub but a dub it's kind of what we've been playing slash topic of the week <laughs> could, could be troll of the week if we were going to go in that direction yes but well, like, it's well, everything it, we could do the whole show yeah <laughs> and i'm glad i'm you know i'm glad that we're doing this a week later because you know there was it came with a hitch but now it's off and running so let's get right into what we've been playing a dub let's just get into your thoughts of overwatch 2 2 2 2 2, two. 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 <laughs> <laughs> how's it how's it how's it to get back into that adub we got some new we got something old we got some of that familiarity how how's it been to jump back into that world it's fucking fantastic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's better than i remember the original being i'm also better at it than i remember being or feel like i was like it's just outstanding the just that one major change from 6v6 to 5v5 makes everything a bit more balanced and allows individual performance to shine through mm -hmm. a lot more because you're fighting against fewer people and depending on your skill level you'll stand out more so like i'm getting in there and i'm just getting massive kill streaks like i'm just wrecking shop with diva nobody played diva like me <laughs> uh, i'm i'm starting to warm up with with Sojourn getting used to her moveset and like her effective range and dialing my aim in so that I could just drill people down with that rail cannon. And man, I, I'm, I'm excited to start messing around with different characters. Like I played around with Ash a little bit, played around with, with Bridget a little bit, Brigitte, whatever. Um, I'm sorry. I, I got to give some respect. But yeah, man, it's, it's great. I mean, of course there are some changes that, aren't necessarily as good as others like the battle pass thing i'm fine with because like it's just cosmetics and characters you, they incentivize you to keep playing the game i much preferred the loot boxes i was i wasn't a yeah. <laughs> i wasn't a champion of loot boxes like you know i the the best way to implement content in a game is just to have like 
achievement-based unlocks, like get a thousand headshots, here's a skin, get this, do this, here's a skin, beat the game a hundred times with this person, here's a skin. Like that kind of stuff was cool. But loot boxes, it was just a steady drip of randomized content, which was awesome. You got currency back for your duplicates. You got currency. You could buy specific things on a regular basis. Like it was incredible. It, not incredible, but it was a great balance. And then people just got didn't, mad. They got mad. Got mad. <laughs> they're they're trying to make me buy stuff. It's like you can earn them for free. They keep adding ways for you to earn stuff for free. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, or they're going to make it into something worse. And sure enough battle pass and it's it's worse in the sense that now there's just not that steady drip of content it's you gotta play your ass off and climb through a bunch of tiers if you want to get to that next one free item and you know you could pay for the battle pass and unlock something at every level now i'm gonna try to avoid doing that but at the same token it, like it's not terribly expensive it's like 10 bucks so whatever, you do that, and then you get something every level. I prefer loot boxes, but whatever. That's neither here nor there insofar as my personal tastes are concerned because I'm one of those people who just enjoys playing the game. So I get in the game, and I'm having a blast. I'll just, like, it. it's nothing to just sit there and play for like an hour or two just like ah, feeling myself switch over to competitive oh got the victory switch back to quick play get stuck get dialed in oh AFC's online let me get with the homie <laughs> oh it's it's great it puts me right back to where I left off and you know it was a little rocky at first you you definitely know that this connection issues the merging of accounts wasn't wasn't working properly and then once you merge like sometimes characters would lock again they, they're still having issues getting you know the what is it the stats right for instance you know i played like play with sojourn a lot and apparently it only gave me 20 minutes of hers like she should be higher up on my list of most played characters and she's not even present on there so that's kind of but, you know, I'm rambling and going all over the place. Yeah. AMC, how's your experience? Been? I mean, it's pretty much the same. Um, so yeah, like one real quick, loving that watching Sojourn because like watch, seeing that character for the first time, and then and watching your gameplay as well. Like I was like, like somebody just played Vanquish and was like, I want that in Overwatch because it just gives you those vibes. That slide, the boost, that that assault rifle, it's just all right there. Yeah, she's a, all the all the additions have been great as far as like the new heroes. Like that's one thing I'll say is like as I look at that, you know, that hero count, and I just like look at the breakdown of tank, assault, and then uh, support. It's like yeah, everybody's kind of a banger out there. Like there are a few that like I'm just not interested in playing with, but like they have a solid group of heroes out there. Um, yeah, uh, everything that you said, the launch was kind of meh. Like it took me about two days to finally get the game going like where i could play it and then you know you get in that queue to merge the account i got my skins that was awesome and yeah it was hilarious like so the big thing for me like i didn't really care as much about the skins what you're saying like it's, it's just cosmetic doesn't really give a fuck yeah it, it was doesn't nice. change the game regardless of what anybody is trying to tell you yeah and so like for me the big thing was i got my stats and so i was like oh mm -hmm. hell yeah and so the first thing i saw was like oh shit like like i saw like my stats of how much i played the game i, I went like i saw like so my most played characters on Lucia. when I got it, it was you know it was uh, actually it was May, Mercy, and Tobjorn. Really, which is hilarious because now it's telling me that my most played is May, 
Chilborn, and Zarya. And it says that I've played with Mercy for only five minutes, <laughs> which which cannot be true because I've played with Mercy for about a week straight. So that makes no sense at all. So I, I think only ever recall you playing as Mercy for a little bit and then Lucio a lot of it. Yeah, I started playing with Mercy. That might have been might have been when you got out of the game because uh, I love Mercy, especially that the Mercy were like you could just resurrect like your entire squad with like mm-hmm. one, one thing. But then. Uh, now playing with the like that that new mercy um that they i i remember they made the tweak before i quit but i think i was pretty much at that point i was playing a lot of lucio but i i was enjoying it now i fuck it like mercy is just my shit now but anyways yes. um yeah so the, the stats are just not there at all uh but that's fine they'll get that fixed and then i'll get like my true stats going yeah it's um, mostly accurate so it's not yeah a deal. as far as the battle pass goes yeah i fully i fully agree you know it's funny it's very much the same thing with um mario kart tour which is uh they used to have loot boxes you, they, basically they have pipes you would get these gems and then as you got the gems then you could buy a pipe you put in 45 gems into the pipe and you get like 10 unlocks and then you're hoping for that legendary just like the yeah. old um overwatch and yeah it was it was awesome people obviously complain there's i'm sure there's like they wanted to be in like belgium or whatever those countries are that ban loot boxes mm-hmm. um and so then they changed up the concept and so now you can use your gems to directly buy characters in mario kart tour and there is like i don't know for me there's just like it's it's kind of taken out the excitement of like like i know people say it's like it's it's gambling. But, it's gambling. But the it's thing is, playing on your dopamine receptors. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that is kind of the point. This is like I got some gems. I'm gonna throw it in this and see what comes out. And you, you know, you're gonna get probably one dope thing out of it, and you're gonna get like nine other possible like whatever things. But you're still just unlocking a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I did like that. I do like loot boxes, but whatever it is, what it is. We're in, we're in 2022. Loot boxes are out battle passes are in and so yeah they got this new rollout of battle passes and yeah thanks. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah like for me it's like all right like i definitely prefer like the loot box style what i will say about this is that with especially with the way like mario kart tour was going because of like the way it was like monetized like that game like mario kart has never been supported like how mario kart tour was supported and it's like and that's where I'm seeing like possibly the benefit of the battle passes, you know, like there was a point where like, you know, they're putting out like new skins every now and then in uh, Overwatch one and they would be pretty dope. But like, you know, you're kind of getting only a few. Um, whereas like now they got to justify the battle pass. And so I feel like there's just going to be so many more cosmetics, like um, sprays, skins, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like there's more incentive now to like pump out more heroes because I know for me, like I'm, I'm not going to buy um, battle passes just for the cosmetics, but if they roll out a hero and I know I'm not like playing. So this is my test phase right now with this uh, launch of Overwatch 2. I'm going to see how long it takes me to get to that um was it like tier 55 level six um yeah, I'm, I'm halfway there yeah to see how long it would take me to get there like how much i need to play the game it's about two months for a battle pass so i want to see exactly like how much time i need to put in um in order to get to that level if i were ever to try to unlock a hero down there without having to pay but regardless if i know that i'm not gonna be playing the game as much as i want to but i still want that new hero i would drop 10 bucks on the game and this is like coming from a person who didn't pay for any loot boxes in uh overwatch one i love um, a lot of loot boxes yeah. i love them shits yeah fuck everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so like i could see myself even like now dropping like 10 bucks every now and then if there's like a new hero that's coming along with the battle pass and so 
that is the incentive there for me. And if there's an ins- a, a greater incentive for Overwatch to see more money coming in, and so they're now just putting out more shit to come along. I know they put out like some. I forgot the term that they're that they're using for these new um, skins, but they're customizable as far as like the, you can change the color of the skins and things along those lines. See, I never knew that, so yeah. I'll, be, I'll be looking into that. Yeah, and so they're they're thinking of new ways to you know take those cosmetics to another level to make them even more personal. And so yeah, oh, with no, that, not another level. <laughs> yeah, and so with that, I I can see the benefits of the battle fast battle pass like paying out, and um and so yeah. I I'm I'm kind of past it. Um and so yeah, just now playing the game, getting into that, it's it's fucking insane, A dub. Like it's just so good. Like I jump in, I'm playing as Lucio first, and like I'm like, I, I, I gotta get that feel. And I'm just like I'm I'm enjoying it, having a good time. Um I've I've been rolling with that roll queue, so it's people are locked in. Like mm-hmm. that was always the thing, like um in the first Overwatch before they like set that up i know they eventually brought that into the competitive because it was just yeah, like it's people, there, yeah yeah because people weren't playing the game right um it'd just be like you know you all of a sudden you look over you have no support like you got like 10 tanks mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just chaos um and so they're just like you know we gotta lock this in so that people play the game right and so i've been playing that and i've actually been playing support so i've been you know getting the role right and you know it was great just one getting that familiarity like looking through all the heroes seeing like what changes they made to certain people um and then once getting getting used to that then playing the game like getting used to the buttons again like like i know it's like the first couple of matches i just misfiring on like certain yep. <laughs> and then i'm like okay i got this down and then you're getting used to the levels trying to figure all that out and especially with playing with um as a support character like that like really once i got comfortable playing as you know lucio and then mercy then it became about getting used to the level the level designs and that was dope because as a support character you got to know your your escape routes and so mm-hmm. like as they come back like it's like all right i'm a i'm gonna take them into deep water if they're coming at me i'm gonna take them into deep water try I'm to take them in a deep water <laughs> yeah try to bring them try to if they're gonna come after me i'm just gonna bring them as close to the respawn point as possible so that then they just get shot up as they're making their way back to the homies mm-hmm. with that too you're playing from the back end so you're getting used to like overwatch is all about positioning and you know you're with a good squad if nobody's if if people are staying within the boundaries of the crew because as a healer you'll just look over and you'll see like a dude just off on its own they got that critical and you're just like that's like i'm not gonna be able to save that dude and then yeah they die and then they come back and then they get back into the fold and it's just one of those things that like surprisingly i will say this it seems like you know the player base is either educated or they're getting educated pretty quickly as far as learning how the game needs to be played because you know i haven't when in the first overwatch i felt like i played with a lot of bad teams Mm -hmm. and now with this one i feel like i've been playing with some pretty solid chemistry like squads um like people just know what to do there's not a lot of like i remember people used to spam the i need healing <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like like pass it or like aggressively oh god i forgot all about that yeah i haven't run into that like and then i think there's like one player where i was just like not having them and they now have the well, at least they've had it but like they have that avoid a player option i put that on their oh. bitch ass and then now they won't get queued up with me anymore nice so yeah, it's um, that's awesome. And then I will say this: I, I'm sure you probably played more multiplayer games, but this was the first one where I got to test out that PS5 controller mic, and it was absolutely amazing. Like yeah. A voice 
all of a sudden just coming through on the controller. It's it's like very easy. Like I I guess I have my favorite headphones on. (laughs) Exactly. And and like it's clear. It's dope. Um. So yeah, it's just multiplayer on the ps5 is absolutely awesome and that was like my first feel of it like this was it was so dope to the point that like i'm enjoying overwatch and it's like fuck like i might actually get that DualSense edge <laughs> like oh i'm for, for, for this game yeah i was like this is the game that might justify it for me to have like just like for button mapping for for these type of games um and so yeah it's uh overwatch is bringing out bringing out the best of like the ps5 for me like just taking advantage of every bit of it um as you said like it's an old game but it feels new like when i think about it like i was pretty sure i was playing on like a like 720p like tv um, <laughs> the now, good old days yeah now i got like this new tv i got the ps5 version of overwatch like it's a complete step up from where it was from that standpoint uh so it feels like a brand new game just because of that like that boost from like just that that greater technology you and, know what you you bring up a good point and i think that might be instrumental in why i'm performing a lot better is because i have a massive display and it's just easier to see everything see people like peeking out from behind cover it's easier to put the reticle on there and just mm. keep and just stay on because it, it's larger yep. so i'm I can make smaller, more precise movements. Like I can track targets more easily. It's it's fucking it's probably smoother. Phenomenal. Yeah, everything about it. Yeah, I'm just enjoying the shit out of it. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it right now, but it's I I know you joked about like Overwatch two being game of the year, but I mean, it's mm-hmm. it could easily be my game of the year. It was it was my game of the year at that uh, in 2016 and. Yeah. And it the was way that <laughs> yeah, the way that like I am playing this one, like it's I've re-fallen in love with Overwatch. Like it was it was nice that I took that break and to jump right back in and for it to like just feel just as good as it felt when I played it originally. Um, yeah, it's it's something great. And like Marissa, like she immediately is like, Yeah, there's like it's there's something about like because the past couple of games I played, like she's just like, all right, and just checks out, goes on her phone, yep. and like, just goes to bed, and she's like, yeah, Overwatch is just a fun game to watch. <laughs> and like that's how I felt, like just watching, like hopping on Twitch in the free show, putting on a dub's playthrough as like uh, as we're getting notes for the episode. Like it's just it's a fun game to watch people play, and it's mm-hmm. and people play differently. They they play with different characters that you don't necessarily jump on with, and you see them like utilize them a certain way, and you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe I found a use case for that character. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's great because I I definitely hadn't played with Sojourn, and seeing that I was just like, oh, this this masterful play style of Sojourn with a dub sliding around, getting up, getting that assault rifle, pinning people against the wall, shooting them up, throwing that <sighs> orb. Zapping that hell, uh, breaking out that railgun. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Dude, she, if if your aim is on, she is just unstoppable. Like, just if if you have a bunch of attackers out there, it's just like, bah, 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 done. I'm pulling fair out of the sky. I'm picking mercy off from from range. I'm chopping down tanks like it's no big deal. Mm. They're trying to group up. Hit them with the orb, dying, <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> shooting them while they're trying to escape, just causing chaos. Like Sojourn is dope. I can definitely see where she can be improved after having played with her so much because that that slide, I feel like it's 
the cooldown is just like one second too long. Mm. If they bring that down, because Diva, like you can dash all over the place, and three seconds later you get another dash. It's like, and that's an offensive move too. So it's like, all right. So Jern just has her gun, the charge shot, and that grenade. So she doesn't have that wide of an attack of an attack set. So she needs a bit more evasion. And I think one second off of her slide cooldown would give her that. Mm. And it's just it'll it'll make her it'll make her a like it'll up her survivability and make her a bit more of a threat. Like she's great in, in a straight line in a one on one, she's awesome. But as soon as like multiple characters get involved and you burn that slide, you just have nothing. So I can see that very yeah. easily. Yeah, it's uh it's great. And then you know, just playing as like different characters, like playing as Mercy, it really um like I don't know, like I was like just thinking about like my love of like playing as a support character in this game. And like just to break it, like as I was breaking it down in my head, it's just like yeah, it's just like you're bringing out the best in your teammates as far as like you're because I, I played with some teams where you just have a bad healer and mm -hmm. it's just it's not fun. You feel like you're just out there. So if you have a good healer, it just emboldens everybody. They start getting like a little more confident in their play style. And then you really get to see like if you're playing with a great version of like, say, like a Junker Queen or any of those oh, God, like you nightmarish. Yeah, like I see the change in the in the competition because I, I get out there and I'm just like. You know, healing the Junker Queen, heal, healing Reinhardt, healing, you know, whoever, D.Va. And they eventually just like, fuck that. I'm no longer attacking that tank. They're going right after me. Mm -hmm. So I got like three dudes bypassing my entire squad and just all trying to get into the back line. Which is great because then it gets them out of position for us to just take them out. So it's like, I might die, but like three of y'all are going to go down with me. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, just that, that, that regular, having the resurrect as a regular ability as opposed to an ultimate just makes it that much more frustrating of a support character to have to go against because like i'll like you know you take somebody out it has a 30 second cooldown which seems like a long time but you know teammates aren't aren't dying that often so somebody dies you resurrect them get them heal them get them going they're fighting and then another by the time another person dies your cooldown is already done with the resurrect you're flying over to that that soul resurrecting that one they're mm -hmm. back into the fold and then like you just see the competition just like fuck because like you know <laughs> there's like that you're cutting out that cooldown time or that respawn time and then that time to run back to the battle which is huge yeah like the game you you can win or lose based on that how are you liking the um not sure what you would call it like that not the robot I guess, yeah i was gonna call it the title <laughs> war but yeah the robot how, how you liking that that game mode i love that because yeah. it's it's kind it's kind of like both teams have to escort the payload mm -hmm. but the payload has to move so it's like it's, when you lose it it's not entirely lost until it gets all the way back to where they left off so like there's there's that chance in the middle where it's like okay let's stop you from taking it and advancing and then bring it back it that's that's one of my favorite game modes especially since you get so much time to play it mm -hmm. so it it becomes very strategic and it's it's a test of the endurance of the players to be able to perform at their best over an extended period uh, i i tend to do really well in there i generally make 
better decisions than I make mistakes in shorter games. Like if you get into a string of mistakes, that can be, that can be a loss just like that. Just getting out of sequence with your team or, you know, rushing back into battle and they all die. It's like, Oh, by myself with the tug of war thing, you can take more time to group up. You can, you can take more time to like, okay, we're going to move over here. We're going to do that. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it's just one guy moving the robot. Let me go stop that. And then let me just, you know, hang back a little bit, leave the robot alone. Let them come to us when we group up. So yeah, there's a lot of strategy with it. I could shoot the, the sojourn orb at the robot and get people mm-hmm. off of it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of opportunities. So it's awesome. It's, that's my favorite game mode easily. Um, of course, you know, capturing points that never gets old, escorting the payload. That's like my second favorite. I like the ones where your, your victory isn't based on necessarily murdering the other team. It's just like, okay, they're distracted. Move the payload, move the payload, move the payload. <laughs> and there's been, there's been a lot of games I've played where my entire team, they're just more concerned with spawn camping the enemy than moving the payload. And so I'm the only person left there like, okay, well, I guess I'll just move this shit forward. Yeah, I've had that happen a couple of times where I'm like, you know, it's just moving right now while we're all off over here. <laughs> yeah. <of> like, <laughs> Trying um, to kill this road hog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I can totally see why they did the, um, the 5v5 too because I imagine there was like a point where there is too much of an advantage on, especially on certain levels where it's like, if you just have six dudes just trying to hold down like, or just six dudes just holding down one point, they can get like, you know, they can get settled in and it could be very hard to break in. But with five, there's, it's a little more porous. And so you can a little more effectively break up that squad, like pull people out, break them apart. And Especially then get them if even just one of them is already out of position. Like when it comes to the widow makers, people try to set up, in these far off or high up vantage points mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, I'm just going to pick everybody off. And then I just give them my ass up there, bounce them, bounce them off the spot and just pound them with the machine guns. It's like, all right, now there's no widow maker. <laughs> now I have the high grade. I'm the captain now. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just, and then it's also nice. There's something like, I, I don't know, like I forgot about it. And then getting back into the game, like something that just makes you feel good is like, just having that endorsement system in a game where it's just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to give you some love. Oh, you're giving me some flowers. Oh, that's nice. Like, it's just like, it's, it's great to just like real recognizes real. Like at first, at first, like basically the only love you got is if you got the, uh, the kill, what is it? The, the play of the game. Yeah. But then like, you know, see a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. But now like, yeah, like, ending it especially as a sport character like you're not getting a ton of play games but then those endorsements just come rolling in and like i hit i hit like what was an endorsement level four in like no time God because man. it's just like just people if you're a good healer people recognize that right away oh yeah um, i prioritize the healer when i'm giving out endorsements if you're a good healer endorsement and then the next best player because i'm usually the best player yeah <laughs> and then, I, then i endorse myself <laughs> uh yeah um it's great i i love it the game just feels great to play feels good uh good community so far um you know just not a lot of the bullshit that you come across in other games like for a game that's somewhat simplified without like a mini map it just feels good you learn those levels pretty quickly um even though there's like i'm still there's there's still like a ton of like crawl spaces and nooks and crannies that you can explore to, you know, get the drop on the enemies, but it's just, it's an awesome game. I love it. I miss overwatch and I'm happy to have it back. It just playing it. Yeah. 
like people are just down on Blizzard, but yet they just keep churning out these great products. Mm-hmm. Getting back in Overwatch 2, it just reminded me just how excited I'm going to be when Diablo 4 comes out because, you know, Blizzard, they just come out and they do it right. As you mentioned, I'm not sure if you're going to get into this, like as far as a news story, but even when there's things that people have an issue with, Blizzard comes out, they correct it. I, I'm already enjoying it. Like, they just keep it moving. Yeah. And like something that like also like that I love about Blizzard too is like that transparency with, with the patch notes. It's like we've been noticing this and so we're going to adjust that and like people are utilizing like we've been noticing that this character has an unusually high win rate mm-hmm. so blah 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 so unusually high <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like this person's not being utilized enough so we might tweak some things there um and they're just transparent with all their moves and they really break it down in a way where like it makes sense and it, it just shows that they're they have a, a greater understanding of their community and you know how to incentivize them and how to like get them to do things a certain way in a way that doesn't feel too um too micromanagey like they they're trying to just enhance the, the experience for everybody and i feel like seeing the heroes and seeing the changes that have come since um since i played the game like they've finally tuned a lot of these characters and as you said like with the newer characters we'll see those characters tweaked in certain ways to make them even better or maybe even nerf some um and yeah um in blizzard we trust and i can't wait for more shit to come out from them because they know what they're doing they do. yeah it's going to be interesting to see who the next new character is mm-hmm. i'm seeing some kiriko in there and she's uh she's annoying as fuck <laughs> <laughs> she's she's hard to kill sometimes and like you'll just die and be like who the fuck did that and, and you're just looking at it, it's kiriko like in in a building just throwing kunai through this little opening Send out that fox, that, that spiritual, <laughs> spiritual guy. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the ultimate. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen her ultimate used. So, uh, okay, uh, there'll be a time. People. Maybe, maybe A and C will break out some Kiriko tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else, Adele, about Overwatch before we get into these topics of the week? Well, I mean, there there was some Overwatch news. Uh, Twenty five million people playing in the first ten days, so that's the pretty damn good. Also, they had three times their highest concurrent player count from the original Overwatch. So, motherfuckers are in there getting it done. It's an outstanding game. They they had a, you know, they were having DDoS attacks. In the first few days, they were having problems with the account mergers. So, you know, people were obviously and understandably down about that. But as an apology for that, Blizzard is going to be having double XP weekends starting October 25th. Uh, Yeah. So is it starting October 25th? Oh, no. They say anyone who logs in between October 25th and December 6th will be given a new legendary skin for Reaper. The Cursed Captain, alongside a health pack weapon charm. Uh, and they're also going to be doing double XP weekends so players can catch and, you know, that launch period where people couldn't log in. There were long queue times. There were a lot of people getting dropped out of the servers. So Blizzard doing their best to make everything all right. And in that vein, uh, there's also, you know, some drawbacks that come along with that. Apparently, Bastion and Tobjorn are temporarily cut 
from the game. Bastion cut from all modes. Torb cut just from competitive. They said there's a few bugs in their ability kits that they need to work out. So, you know, just give them time. We'll see Bastion come along because we were talking in the pre-show. You were like, I haven't seen anybody using Bastion. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't there. So, (laughs) but he will be back. I saw a few when the game came out. And, you know, he wasn't really doing much, <laughs> but dying and getting blown up. That should be a meme. But yeah. So Overwatch 2, a lot of things happening, a lot of fun to be had, lots of characters to play as, lots of maps to play on, lots of modes to play with. Uh, the greatest thing ever is the account merge. Get all your characters unlocked. I remember people were initially complaining uh, about how, oh, for newcomers, they got to play 100 matches to unlock the original roster. When my account was merged and I looked at my stats, because, you know, your boy got to check on his performance, I played over 540 Overwatch matches. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was that was from the limited amount of time I spent playing the first game. So... A hundred matches is light work for somebody who's going to be playing the game on a regular basis. Like I'm, I'm probably, I wouldn't be surprised if I've gotten a hundred matches already. Like I'll put, I'll put in like five or 10 matches a night. So, and that's not a big deal. It's like half an hour. So yeah, it's awesome. Like I said, I'm level 27 on my battle pass. I'm go get Kiriko for free. Didn't have to pay for nothing. Blizzard continually knocking it out the park, doing their best to make the best games that they can for the most people out there. Thank you, Blizzard. Keep up the good work. Give me Diablo 4. (laughs) But until then, I will be spending copious amounts of time playing Overwatch 2. It's like riding a bike. Fits like a glove. I'm just, I'm a tie turner with that diva. It's hilarious, man. I just, I start out with Sojourn or like I try to play as another character just to get a feel. And then once I feel like, okay, we're not really doing nothing here. Let's break out that diva. And suddenly everything just swings in the other direction. Get playing the game, <laughs> get a couple dozen kills. Like my stats are nuts these days. Oh yeah, man. It's Overwatch 2. Awesome. Free to play. Download it. Play it. Holler at your boys. <laughs> Check it out on twitch.tv slash controller shoes pod. AMC. Do we have another topic of the week? Top topic of, of the week? week. So this was a bit of a blowout here. Um, so bear with me. We got some news from CD Project Red, but they got they got games on games on games <laughs> coming down the line. <laughs> so let me just roll right through this. CD Project Red has pulled back the curtains on its game development pipeline, revealing a brand new cyberpunk game and multiple Witcher games and a new IP. So let's get into this. (laughs) This news comes by the way of the studio's investor call today in which the studio renamed or revealed Orion, the codename for its next cyberpunk game. Not much else was revealed, but CD Projekt Red says Orion will take the cyberpunk franchise further and continue harnessing the potential of this dark future universe. That is let's, exciting. Yes. Uh, let's see. Next, we got up Witcher. CD Projekt Red has revealed that its next Witcher game, which was announced earlier this year, is being developed under the codename Polaris. Or, yeah, Polaris. 
Uh, so they're going, they're going with stellar body names. All right. Exactly. The studio says it is the beginning of a new saga and that it aims to release two more Witcher games after Polaris, creating a new AAA RPG Witcher trilogy. Mm-hmm. But that is not enough, A-Dub. Following that reveal, CD Projekt Red announced another full-fledged Witcher game under the codename Canis Majoris. Ooh. It will be developed Earth by... Person? Oh, Canis Dog. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it will be developed by an external studio headed by experienced developers who have worked on CD Projekt Red's Witcher games in the past, according to the uh-huh. announcement. But that is not all, A-Dub. Jesus. <laughs> We've known for some time already that Molasses Flood... A-Dub may be familiar with that, is working on yeah, a game. The Makers of Flame and the Blood. <laughs> uh, in the Witcher universe. And during today's investor call, CD Projekt Red revealed some additional details about the project. Sirius is a code name for the game developed by Molasses Flood, set in the Witcher universe and created with support of from CD Projekt Red. Um, the tweet reads, It will differ from our past productions, offering multiplayer gameplay on top of a single-player experience, including a campaign with quests and a story. To close out today's new games announcement, CD Projekt Red also revealed Project Hater. Uh, A third... Hater? With a T? Hater, H-A-D-A-R. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, like, damn, are they, are they coming directly at the haters? <laughs> a third entirely distinct IP uh, created from scratch. This project is in the earliest stages of the creative process, according to the studio, which means it is not actually developing any of the game just yet. For now, CD Projekt Red is working exclusively on the foundation for its new setting. So, hey, Dub, I'll let you take it away. I know you played Cyberpunk. I know oh, you played so Flame in the Flood, so you're familiar oh, so with that. Much. You played so The Witcher. Much. So, I mean, I mean, carve this up any way you want. What do you think about this whole blowout of announcements? The, uh, the only thing that catches my interest and excites me is the sequel to Cyberpunk. So, I mean, the original game... While it had its issues at larger, while it had its issues, it was still a very solid game underneath. As I played more of it and modified my character, I opened up a, a lot of different options, verticality, different pathways, different ways to engage with the enemies. You know, I played a lot of, I played the most basic side content. So I really have all the more curated stuff left to enjoy now. So the game's going to take a, much more serious and epic tone as I get back into it. Uh, the Edge Runners anime brought a bunch of renewed interest back to the property and also revealed some some new ways to play the game that you know someone like myself was ignoring. Got to get that Sandevistin upgrade, slow down time, moving fast, <laughs> and yeah. So you know, Cyberpunk is an excellent foundation for a franchise. I think the sequel is definitely going to stand very tall on the shoulders of the original, uh, which is why I'm excited because while it was a solid game overall, there were a lot of kind of half-baked elements. The driving needed way more love than it got. Um, the city itself, while the one of the best open worlds I've ever seen, was kind of just a backdrop. You know, the people really didn't do anything. The citizens weren't lively. Like there wasn't anything necessarily happening in the streets. I know there's there's still issues with the the police chase system where you'll be in the middle of the desert and shoot somebody and then there's cops behind you. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. like that kind of shit. So I think they're going to be addressing that in one of the future patch. They said that they're going to be addressing that in the future patch or in the the Phantom Liberty expansion. So yeah, Cyberpunk's the most exciting thing there. Uh, the Witcher. I'm glad that they're moving the franchise over to Unreal. So that'll that'll give it just so much visual punch that will just take that that cold, dark, dangerous, <laughs> frightful world to a whole new levels. So the future of The Witcher is looking bright. Um, still waiting for the next gen upgrade of The Witcher Three in order to start over and really give it give it the the time and attention that it deserves. There's a rumor circulating that we might see that toward the end of this month. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Yeah, and with a new trilogy planned, I hope they bring in a new Witcher. Give me a female Witcher. Let me play as Siri, or just give me a a Witcher. Like, let's let's spice things up a little bit. But whatever, do what you're going to do. I know the Witcher TV series is doing great, so I don't think people are quite ready to let go of Geralt. I mean, if it's anything like The Last of Us, you know, if people react to it anyway, like. The last of us, yeah. Why would they do that? So I'm, I'm sure Geralt's going to be around for a very long time. Uh, as far as their other stuff, you know, it's overall, it's good that they're working, you know, full stop, that they're working and they're working on things and they're building on their existing franchises while introducing a new IP. I think CD Projekt Red needs to slow the fuck down dude just focus on one project at a, one or two projects at a time like maybe that is what they're doing and they just have these plans over time because obviously it's not like they're going to be working on all three witchers simultaneously they're going to be working on witcher 4 they're going to be working on cyberpunk and then they probably have some little skeleton crew building the the foundation for the new ip uh, i saw an article that mentioned that they're going to have over 100 developers on the next cyberpunk which again instills a lot of confidence especially since they'll be working with an existing product to improve it and add to it rather than making something from scratch hopefully that also means that we'll see a sequel to cyberpunk in a shorter time frame than we saw the original come around uh, the original something like eight years from announcement to finally putting it out and then you know not putting it out in the best condition but <laughs> that but that's that's behind us that's behind everybody cd project red doing good so you know i i like their products i like their franchises i'm looking forward to seeing more of everything i'm looking forward to see what other new ideas they can cook up because clearly they have a very unique and powerful creative vision so yeah exciting amc yeah pretty much everything you said um I haven't played Cyberpunk yet. Own it. Plan on playing it. I'm I'm hearing good things. You know, it's actually like it's the majority of it's good, and then there's the occasional like, oh, I played it and it didn't work. And it's like that's funny because I just like heard from ten other people that they're enjoying the game. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like there's just still there's always going to be those people who can't let go of what was like. It's almost like whenever there's good news, like when you know when that like news story came out that like um like the concurrent players or whatever was like at its peak um after i've like after recently like the game came out and i think it sold like 20 million copies um or the announcement that it sold 20 million copies like i heard like people like 
you know responding to that negatively as if like yeah like like they're letting them off the hook and it's like no 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 they're letting them off the hook yeah it's like you can look at you can look at it two different you could if you're negative like a pessimist you could say they're letting them off the hook or you could say that they're rewarding them because they got their game to a playable state and now people are enjoying the game as they originally intended to to play that game as and so um yeah, it's uh, it's hilarious. Like there are just some people who will never let that go. So I'm happy that one, they're moving over to the Unreal Engine Five. It's also funny. Another criticism I've been hearing um, with that, just in general, for some reason, like people were excited about Unreal Engine Five, and now I've been hearing like concerns that like every game is going to be the same now because like everybody's using that engine. <laughs> it's like no, that just means like if everybody's contributing to that engine, we're just that that will if anything, hopefully lead to a point where there's less buggy issues because we've now, we have all this information about this engine and they know how to support their developers to make sure that their games come out the smoothest as possible at launch. And so I- Do people people realize it's Unreal 5, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because Unreal 4 was the most used engine for like two hardware generations now and all the games weren't the same. All the games were very different and a lot of them were very great. In fact, with, with the power and the resources available in Unreal 5, that's going to allow a greater breadth of creativity and originality because you can use it in so many different ways to make so many different things. It's not like develop, like every game's gonna be the same. Like, oh, The Witcher's gonna be like Dead Space. Yeah. (laughs) That's gonna happen. (laughs) Callisto Protocol's gonna be like fucking a racing game now. Like, they're not gonna be the same. Everything's going to be different. Creative vision is utilized in different ways, even when using the same tools. The same artists, the two two different artists can pick up the same pencil. They're not going to draw the same thing in the same way. And if they did draw the same thing, it would be in different ways. People need to simmer the fuck down and chill the fuck out. Yeah, it's like <laughs> when did when did collaborating like actually lead to less progression? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Like. Uh, that that move and how it will impact their games and yeah um you know i didn't get into the that last witcher game so you know relaunching um and doing a new trilogy um it'll give it a fresh feel and you know seeing it on the ps5 and seeing what advancements they could do there i think may take it to another level where i might jump into that franchise and also i think just a big thing when i played the witcher i played the shit out of skyrim and so I just felt like, not that the games felt the same, but the setting felt similar as far as fantasy. Like, there was even a point where I was just like, I was kind of good on, like, even like Lord of the Rings, just because I had had so much fantasy at that point. But now they got that new Prime Lord of the Rings series, I might hop back into that franchise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, it's just like, you get a break from it, and then you get right back into it after you've had it. Like, Overwatch got out of that. Overwatch 2 comes, I'm right back into that shit. So it's like, it sometimes you just... New. Yeah, sometimes you just like it's not like people will bend over backwards trying to come up with these excuses as to why something is bad when it could just be like you've had enough of that and you need to take a break and then when you come back it will feel new and fresh again instead of like just blaming the developer for your feelings of inadequacy <laughs> like when it comes to like games like I, like every now and then you'll hear that like oh man like I feel like the launch of games used to be like a lot like greater and it's like no you've just now witnessed thousands of games launched and now they all feel similar so you just need a break and then they'll feel great again 
Um, and so yeah, like uh, I'm excited for it. The next like they've it, they've clearly figured out what things they could do right with Cyberpunk. Where I I feel confident now that with this next one, they won't. I mean, you can never say never, but I feel like they'll learn from their mistakes of the past. We won't get that same launch and it will be an even better game. Uh, they've, they've clearly gotten a grasp on that universe. And that's one thing you could say about like, you know, with Witcher, they're, they're borrowing from, you know, the, um, you know, the original uh, creation of it from the books, but with a uh, CD Pro- with the, um, the cyberpunk, it's, it's somewhat original. I mean, they're, they're drawing from a genre that's been around, but with the success of the Netflix series and, I saw an article the other day that that's now spinning off into, uh, I think, a graphic novel. So they're just building out that world. And so by the time that this uh, next, you know, Cyberpunk 2, whatever the fuck they're going to call it, maybe Cyberpunk 2078 or whatever, um, (laughs) uh, when that comes out, like, they're going to really have that lore just fleshed out where they can really just get into that game and take it to a whole new place and have all these new characters and whatnot going on. So I'm excited there to see how that, that world will evolve by that next game. So they're in their stride. They got their shit going right. And, um, you know, hopefully these games come out and I'm interested to see, especially with these external developers that they have working on these games um i'm I'm curious if one is going to be like maybe like a vr game because we don't know much about it um but yeah they they've they've got their shit going on and let's see what they do with that universe but that's enough of that a dub let's get into the next topic of the week top topic of the week what you got oh let's see what i got Uh, those are pretty small that was a medium thing you know what? I'm going to just get right into it. <laughs> we got a game reveal. We got a familiar franchise coming back with a, a new coat of paint, a new look, a new attitude. We got our first look at Need for Speed Unbound, Bound, Bound. bound. <laughs> uh, this game is being developed current gen only. And it's doing some radical things with its visual appeal. Uh, for one, we got your boy, ASAP Rocky, just doing his thing, leading the charge, Vin Diesel and out there, letting motherfuckers know these are my streets. This is my scene. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it. But uh, yeah, the it's getting a dramatic visual overhaul. For one, it looks like it is just a very entertaining and fun game, but it goes to the next level by overlaying on top of the realistic need for speed visuals a sort of like animated stylistic very similar to um the arcane series uh from the league from the from riot the developer of the league of legends and all that shit so yeah it's it's got this mad stylistic art style where you know your tires are smoking but it's like green and it's got bold outlines and stuff and you're you're hitting jumps and like animated wings show up it it's it it looks like it's just got this living layer of art over it uh the the human characters are cell shaded and it looks like it's got tons of customization you know a whole lot more than need for speed heat I've been playing Heat because it came on a PS Plus and I've been enjoying that. So when I saw the need for speed unbound and like now having experience with the franchise, I can really notice and appreciate the changes. So it looks 
very appealing to me. This will probably be the first Need for Speed that I purchase. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, AMC, we watched the trailer together. How did you feel about Need for Speed on that? <laughs> I was having it. I was uh, the the song that they had was a knocker. I was fucking. Uh, I was enjoying it. Like, um, like I'm not sure how. Yeah, how you would describe it? Like that that animation that but um I was, yeah i don't know how to describe it but it's awesome yeah i was i was having it like the, all the flair that was going on um adding asap rocky like you know i've been i've listened to a, a ton of asap rocky songs but i know that he's with rihanna so he is clearly doing some things right in his life mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you marry a billionaire goddess i mean yeah <laughs> and, and got the baby coming got the yeah. sequel coming yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's winning in life, and yeah, now he's going to be in a video game. And yeah. Baby mama performing at the Super Bowl, and he's going to be in a video game for racing cars. Um, so yeah, he's doing he's doing some some things right. He better um, marry that woman. Oh yeah, making no mistakes. Uh, so yeah, I, I was having it. I I I haven't played a Need for Speed in a long ass time. I just got uh I got Need for Speed um in the uh was it the PS Plus offering Need for Speed Heat. So mm-hmm. I might play that eventually, but um, yeah, I was, and I believe that game got like a, a decent score. I, I want to say it was like an eight. eight out of ten, <laughs> yeah, an eight out of ten on IGN. So that's a solid score. Yeah, very solid score. Um, uh, and, but the, <laughs> the, the roulette system, upgrades. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny too because it's it's a franchise that whenever I hear about Need for Speed, it's all it's a lot of uh like like what happened to this? Like oh, the mighty have fallen, and yet mm-hmm. like. They clearly keep pumping these games out, so somebody's buying them, somebody's playing them, and somebody's enjoying them. And you hey, know, with, gonna buy it and enjoy it. Yeah, and with like you know, we got the Forzas, we got the the Gran Turismo's, so it's nice to have like just that straight up arcadey racing game, racing game out there. Um, so it, it has it has a place within the genre for people to come out and, and play and enjoy. And you know, I'm enjoying the tone of the game, I'm enjoying the look, and yeah, I got I got no issues with it. It has that like that what is it that um that that fast and furious feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> about, about i'd say especially the first fast and furious before like you know they were they were they were saving the world from super villains yeah <laughs> driving cars they're, they're super soldiers <laughs> and, and cra- crashing your car and jumping off the hood and catching your girl in midair and landing on another car <laughs> in one of the movies uh when they introduced the rock vin diesel tackled the rock through a brick roll brick roll wall and they were they were totally fine yeah <laughs> so you know because of course they are <laughs> yeah because that's your fast and furious guy and so yeah like it gave me vibes of like the early fast and furious where it was like you know of the streets <laughs> and had ja rule like that that hip-hop culture that crossover um so yeah i'm just I, waiting for them to have uh, they're gonna have a chris redfield moment where like vin diesel's punching a car <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great! And the car loses. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 having it, Ado. Same. Likewise. However, <sighs> there are some people who are not having it <sighs> for some very interesting reasons. <laughs> we got Chola We Chola We Chola We Yes, we have Troll of the Week. It's about Need for Speed Unbound. And it goes a little something like this. 
The cell shading is cool, but the game looks like it was meant for those Gen Z vaping losers that block public roadways to do burnouts in their clapped out shit boxes. Next troll. It looks like it'll be fun, but for a different age group. Yeah. Mm, seeing some ageism popping out. Yeah. Next troll says this should have been included with plus essential. Well, number one, it's not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, it's a new game. Go fuck yourself. Next troll says, and just like that, Need for Speed is done. Just stop it there, please. He was good. But what the fuck? Uh, Need for Speed is done. Probably about to be the best and most successful Need for Speed, but what do I know? Next troll says, it's aimed at a group that I believe I'm not a part of. Uh, what, what type of group is that, Adrian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like just like uh, ages. I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the other trolls think. Next troll says, ASAP Rocky plastered on this makes it a huge pass. Uh, what did he steal your bike or something? Do you have a personal beef with Ace? <laughs> like he's just a. It's not like it's not like he's doing a live performance throughout the duration of the game. He's just a fucking character. He's like, oh, this this person in this thing makes me not interested in the product itself. Like, it's not a movie. <laughs> it's not a television show. It's not a biography of his life. He's just a character. I I can't even. Next troll says. <laughs> A car game for black people. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's, this is going to sound bad. <laughs> Sometimes it's refreshing to just get that unvarnished racism. Because <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, it can get a little exhausting when people try to hide it. And it's just like, come out and say what you, you got to say. And this person, just put it out there. You know what? I appreciate that because now everybody knows you're a piece of shit and you have no nothing to say about you. A car game for black people. So was every car game before that for white people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're saying? <laughs> and like, when why is it for black people? Because it has a rapper in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even play as him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's uh, because. Because Johnny Scissorhands is in the game, that game Cyberpunk is only for white people now. Johnny Scissorhands, <laughs> yeah, whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> oh my god, that would be an epic mashup costume. It's the Keanu Reeves yeah. with Scissorhands. Next troll, and this is a meaty one. It looks like shit. LOL. <laughs> what the fuck is Need for Speed become? Guess we won't ever be going back to the OG days of the series. Who the fuck came up with this design? High schoolers by the looks of it. I'd be surprised if this breaks 80 on Metacritic. Uh, 80's so, a good score. 80's a fantastic score. So <laughs> because, because of its art style, it's, it's not going to be a good game. Like It's still Need for Speed, dude. You guys are hating on art and hip-hop and, and rappers. Yeah. That's that makes a bad game for you. So, nah. last show says, if this is going to be all hip hop and stuff, that's <laughs> going to be a problem. And stuff. <laughs> well, what's the problem though? Yeah. Why? Why is it a problem? Why, is it that you why are you like? so mad? <laughs> why? Like, I, I never understood people who are like, I dislike this entire genre of music. 
no, not one redeeming song. Like, there's a lot of hip hop out there. It's not all guns and drugs and gang banging and shooting. Mm. It's there's actually some positive stuff. There's introspective stuff. There's thoughtful stuff. There's motivational stuff. There's Christian rap. <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds of rap that you could ever imagine. And yeah, yeah. So, wait, hold on. Do, you, do you think? Do you think if it was Eminem, people wouldn't be saying that? <laughs> Because <laughs> like every now and then, like you'll hear like Eminem on like K Rock or something like that, but you won't hear like any like black rappers on that. And it's like interesting. It's like, like <laughs> interesting if, choices. I, I wonder if like they wouldn't have an issue with with the rap of it if it was like Eminem or like who is it? Uh, not uh, who's that Machine guy? Gun Kelly. Yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, go Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna oh, say that dude who came out with that song was popping, but I can't remember his name right now. Dude, who came out with this? Uh, Bubba Sparks? Uh, no, what's popping? Brand new whip just happened. Oh. Uh, it already sounds whatever. pretty good to me. <laughs> anyways. Yeah, go um, on, go on. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny. Like, fucking, like, what people will deem as, like, too black. <laughs> it's too what people will deem as too black and, like, this, <laughs> this just outward expression of, of like, anger and rejection toward quote-unquote cartoons like, just because the graphics are stylized and and colorful which people have been begging for for multiple generations now then suddenly it's for kids it's for vaping losers uh looks like high schoolers made it it's like you know you were one of those at one point <laughs> <laughs> and at the same token it's like it's a fucking video game man you we're we're all kind of in <laughs> the business of playing video games. Like there's no adult video games. Like there's no there's no separation there. Everything is for kids in a manner of speaking. However, video games are fucking dope and they appeal to more than just kids. Need for speed racing game appeals to all the same people that every other need for speed appealed to. It just has stylized visuals and a hip hop tone. Whoop de fucking do. You're gonna lose your shit over that. You're gonna pass on a game because of music, because of art. That's fucking weird. And yeah, same people. Oh, border. First of all, people who played Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> same people who played Borderlands didn't have a problem with the the cell shading and the stylized visuals of that. And, but soon as three comes around after the Randy Pitchford scandals, like, oh, uh, uh, the writing's bad. Oh, Diary of Jones. It's like, it, when did when did gamers become like so conservative and just closed off and closed minded mm -hmm. to everything? Like, when did when did it become such a problem? We want developers to take risks. We want developers to do different things. And then they do it, and these are the responses. So then they play it safe, and oh, I wish they, I wish they did different things. Oh, video games should be taking more risk and making more inventive worlds and trying different art styles. And they do it, and here you guys are hating on it to mm -hmm. ends of the earth. So you know these these trolls. This is one of those rare instances where these trolls kind of speak for themselves, and it's just. A whole bunch of bullshit that nobody should really invest any time or energy into, except us, because we round them up. So yeah. you don't have to. AMC, any final thoughts? Nah, I think you put it well. People, people, people out here denying racism, but then 
not even racism. It's just, as you said, it's it's a weird, I guess, cons- conservatism. I'm not sure, but like it's this it's mad conservative, mad yeah, it's like, bigoted. It just yeah. it, if, if anything, you know, not to not to make it political, but you know, we'll, if anything, we'll, we'll, we'll say small c conservative, not politically conservative. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not trying to attribute it to an entire political party or you yeah. know way of thinking. It's just it's that's the only word for it is suddenly the people who wanted risks and color want everything to be realistic and homogenized and that that's a conservative approach and but you know just to not use that word i say gamers have really become closed-minded and you know not that and that's also just referring to this minority that's online because by and large the greater gaming community is very open and very inviting of new ideas and things. Like I, I guarantee you, this Need for Speed is going to do well just based on how it looks. Because Need for Speeds generally don't do terribly well, mm-hmm. at least insofar as you know reviews and hearing things about their sales in the news. But I feel like this one, especially if it ends up reviewing well, will be will it'll do all right. I'm definitely going to get my hands on it. I enjoyed Heat. I'm enjoying heat and I look forward to unbound. All right, well, let's get into this next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Well, we got, got some we got some good news, A dub. I love good news. We got some good PlayStation 5 news, A dub. Makes my algorithm better. Keep giving me that good news. We got more PlayStation 5s coming our way out the there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> let's get right into this. This is by way of IGN. Shipments of PS5 consoles to the U.S. in September had a 400% increase year over year, according to a financial analyst. Yes. Let's get into this. So David Gibbons, senior analyst at MST Financial, shared a graph on Twitter showing the imports of the U.S. uh, per month from June 2021 onwards with a huge spike during the last month. And if you saw this, this was a bar graph and... They showed that September month and it was just off the charts. <laughs> uh, let's see. So 400, 000, 400% sounds about right. To keep it going. Gibson added he believes some of the stock will go towards the launch of God of War Ragnarok, which makes a lot of sense. Ragnarok is the next first party title for PlayStation and Sony will be undoubtedly eager to capitalize on its release to bolster sales of the PS5. This also corroborates a report from last week claiming Sony aimed to produce 2 million units of its upcoming PlayStation VR 2 headset by March. Sources at Sony said a relief of the supply chain bottlenecks that have caused stock shortages of the PS5 is expected early next year, which will allow Sony to increase the inventory of PS5 and VR 2 headsets. So A-Dub, I know people have been complaining since the launch of ps5 that it's impossible to get a ps5 you know people got ps5s out there um yeah i mean you're not going to just walk into a store necessarily see it on the shelves but i think at this point you do your due due diligence you can get a hold of a ps5 um i know i had a co-worker who doesn't play video games like he um he got a ps5 he got like a bundle and then was like i don't play ps5 and then gave it to his sister and then bought a switch um, so that's that those are the people who are getting PS5s right now. Um, and then even like I'll say, and you said, like, same with your brother to you know corroborate the story. But uh I just got an email one day just saying, like, hey, you 
you are now you are qualified to enter whatever and you could buy yourself a ps5 if you want <laughs> and this is from sony uh and so i know that, that it was available if i went through sony to buy a ps5 that that was a possibility i could have gotten my second ps5 maybe sold that shit in a markup so yeah i mean they're out there but it is nice to hear that there is some relief coming a dub what do you think about this if you're still complaining about not being able to get a ps5 at this point you're just not trying that that's all that's that's all that's happening. Like four hundred percent increase in shipments. Like and it, I've seen them on PlayStation Direct. No queue. Just go to the website. I think you could still pre-order the Modern Warfare Two console. I've seen the Horizon bundle just available for hours, days at a time. I've sent messages to people I know that want PS Five. Like, hey, they're available. Get one. Oh, uh, can't do it right now. Can't do this now. And then people get online. That's <laughs> why it's just so impossible to find. Like, it, there's there's no goddamn excuse. And then they're planning to have enough PSVR 2s for what was, I believe, the entire install base of the original PSVR. So that's awesome. And A-Dub, I don't know. <laughs> Might have to do it. Might have to make the jump to that new shit. But yeah, we'll see. I, Sony's doing everything in their power to continue their dominance in the gaming sphere. And, you know, tw there's 20 million plus people that are out of your way now. <laughs> if you can't get a PS5, that's on you. Sony's done everything in spite of supply issues and everything that's going on in this world. Somehow they still manage to try to cater to their, their, their customers as best as possible. So Sony is killing it. Got tons of games coming. They're doing the most in this regard. Them and Nintendo, Microsoft, you know, not, <laughs> very, very quiet right now, but I, I'm next year, Microsoft's really going to hit the stage. Hopefully everything that they bring to market is going to be good because any of it being bad or falling flat benefits no one. So Hopefully, we just have a deluge of games and we see what this generation is really going to look like. Oh, yeah, man. It, we're in a great place. Sony, keep doing your thing. Don't listen to the haters. Let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. What else you got, Adina? Uh, Mostly quick hits. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the quick hit point. So, something that... that set me back a little bit. Apparently Gotham Knights will only run at 30 frames per second. And normally I'm not the kind of person to worry about all this kind of stuff. However, based on my experience with quality modes and 30 frames per second modes in current gen games on my on my television, this is not appealing to me. I'm I'm a 60 frames per second guy. So hopefully somewhere down the line they'll add a performance mode to Gotham Knights. And I will absolutely get into that. But at this point in time, I think Gotham Knights has fallen a bit further down my list, it, which sucks because this is the one time we finally get a game that we can play exclusively as Batgirl for a change. And that was the main draw for me. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You, you got to make the best decisions for your life. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll give it a chance. Maybe the 30 frames per second will be rock solid and I won't notice but, you know, it's on paper, it's a loss of appeal for me. AMC, as a big fan of Gotham Knights, how do you feel about this? 
Uh, that doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I, I, I hear people all the time like, like, oh, the Switch. Uh, (laughs) and then like i play the switch it's probably fine i enjoy it um and i'm not sure if any of those games are 60 frames per second uh i still enjoy the shit out of those so like it's for me that's not a uh that wouldn't be a deterrence for me if anything i'm sure that that means like every game eventually gets like some type of patch boost so i just it just means at launch they probably won't have it, but you'll get one eventually. I mean, I'm super excited about fucking. Um, I wasn't gonna say any like not that I wasn't gonna say anything just because it's been sitting in my back catalog. But I got um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot like a while ago, yes. and it's just been sitting there. And then they got they, they announced that they're putting out a PS5 version with the free oh, upgraded January. Oh, oh. <laughs> like a game that I was considering playing soon. I'll now be playing it later. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, looking like it's going to come in January. So, hopefully, ideally, I'll have the the slate cleaned by that point, and then I'll be playing some PS5 Kakarot. But yeah, it's um, if anything, it just means like if that were something that I cared about, as far as like Gotham Knights, um, yeah, I would just probably hold off and then play it later. But it's honestly, it's not a game that I plan on playing right at launch. I know, like right around that time, uh, was it that um. Marvel Knights game is coming out, or Marvel Legends. Or Midnight, Suns. Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. <laughs> Marvel Knights. <laughs> oh, Midnight Suns. Uh, yeah, it's coming out the same day as Callisto Protocol, so obviously you know which direction I'm leaning there. Yeah, so I'm going to be playing um, that that Marvel game at that point. So Gotham, okay. Gotham, Gotham Knights, I, I'll, I'll probably be holding off uh, for a while. Um, and then I'll, I'll probably play it down the line. So it's it not not the biggest deal to me, but yeah, unfortunate. And um, if anything, I'm guessing it's for the best. Maybe they don't have that game where they need it to be. I know it's been delayed. And so keeping it at 30 frames, that's probably the smoothest that they could get it at, at this point. And then once they iron out the, you know, the difficulties and the bugs and all that shit, we'll get the that patch. yeah, we'll get that patch, that PS5 patch, that performance patch, and then the game will run at at the silky 60 frames per second that people know and love. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, you got any? Next quick hit. Uh, yeah, let's see here. Speaking of God of War, this is this is from last week. It has been announced. Sony Santa Monica Studios has announced that God of War Ragnarok has gone gold a month before Ooh. its scheduled release date. Santa On Monica schedule. Oh, I still like it delayed. Oh, no. <laughs> Santa Monica Studios has extended their thanks to all of their partners and fans for supporting them during this development period. PlayStation also replied to their announcement with the words, great way to start a, f- was it Freya's, Freya's Day? <laughs> Freya's yeah. Day? Uh, Freya. Con- Freya's Day, congratulations. So yeah, God of War has gone gold. We know that game is set a month ahead, so we can expect gold that War. game to you know, come out the gates ready to go, silky smooth. Going from scene to scene, um, one shot in it. Uh, yeah, awesome. Good news. Game has gone gold. Um, not sure where I'm at day one with this game. Probably not, but um, I know people are excited. This is going to be a big fall release. Uh, and as a, as we mentioned, the story ahead um, or the story that we did earlier, we got that production coming out just in time. So maybe we'll see some bundles and. People are going to be all over God of War Ragnarok, and I can't wait to hear people's reactions to it. Where are you at with God of War Ragnarok? Day one, holding off. Uh, it's probably, it'll probably be a day one. And yes. I mean, I think it's coming out in the day that Starfield was supposed to come out, so that's a bit bittersweet. But at the same time, 
new god of war got the ending to this this norse mythology get to take on thor's badass and yeah man um i'm excited for it you know not overly you know it's not really high on my on my list but at the same token it's going to be a great game and i look forward to playing it so barring anything else being out around that time it's more than likely a day one so i'm excited about that that's all I really got hits. for it. Yeah, I got some quick hits for that. Ad, so I'll close this one because I'm going to give a shit. I'll close this one because I'm going to give a shit. Got one more left. Elden Ring patch 1.07 is out. And the, the main aspect of that that people are really buzzing about is that the data miners have uncovered what looks like new maps or something of that nature where it looks like the game is being set up for PvP DLC, maybe opening up those coliseums. However, the information that has me excited and will definitely get AMC excited is that spellcasters are getting a buff. Actually, two buffs. So on one end, some spells are going to have their FP costs reduced, which means you could cast more. And on the other end, some spells are getting shorter cast times, so you could burn through that FP even faster. <laughs> so yeah, this will this will be a boon to people who just play the solo game. And another aspect of the update that people are very happy about is that From has announced updates to the PvP and the single player will occur separately. So it will no longer be a situation where the nerfs and the buffs affect the nerfs and the buffs for PvP affect single player. That's what used to happen in their previous games. And of course, that upset a lot of the the, the campaign players who have their just crazy builds, one shotting with your double great axes and doing all that stuff, and then you get that nerf because somebody was just abusing it in PvP and people complained, and then it's like, oh, I can't play the game the way I want to play. Well, now you're going to be able to keep playing the game just the way you like, and when you go in PvP, it's going to be a little different. So, best of both worlds, everybody happy, AMC, how you feel? Um, yeah, it's great. You know I'm happy. Uh, I, I've taken a break from Elder Ring, plan on getting back into Elder Ring, and to know that when I get back in, I might be a little more, uh, slightly more powerful. That's definitely something that every magician needs because, you know, you're not you're not the most defensive character, and so, or at least you're playing more defensive, but you don't have, you know, the defensive capabilities that you would have if you're a melee character. And so, with that case, it's usually the balance with those mage style of characters is the offense um, needs to be like highly powered. And so, knowing that they're that they're leaning into that. Um, that idea of that, that train of thought. Um, I think that's going to be a boon to those style of characters. And, you know, I feel like Elden, you know, from, from, they're not, they're not making their games any easier for the sake of making them easier. And so if they feel that this was necessary, they might've noticed something in the analytics um, to feel like it's still a tough ass game, but yet we can still boost our characters to, you know, give them a little more, give them a little more of a, of a, of a fighting chance. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's great and gives me a little more incentive to jump back into that game and see what that, how that game feels once I jump in with that boosted, those boosted spells. 
So yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I got that comet comet shard, so can't wait to see what that shit is doing when I get yeah. back in there. Yeah, it's wrecking shop is what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, my last quick hit is more Sony news. Miles Morales is going to PC a dub. Oh. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales for PC will be released on November 18th and Sony Games announced on whatever. Uh, you can pre-order the game on Steam and the Epic Game Store for $49.99. Similar to Sony's other PC ports, Miles Morales will have a number of PC-specific enhancements. Sony says the game is fully optimized for ultra-wide monitors with support for aspect ratios of 21 by 9 32 by 9 and 48 by 9. So many by 9s. Um, you'll be able to turn on your ray trace reflections and all, all the reflections and miss with different and mess <laughs> mess with different graphics, qualities, options, and the game supports upscaling technologies like NVIDIA's DLSS3. So you can spend thousands of dollars on your DLSS. It will, if you plug in a DualSense controller, you can take advantage of the controller-specific features like differing levels of trigger feedback and haptic rumble. So um, we can look forward to Miles coming to the PC. Maybe people will put him in whiteface so they can they can relate to the character a little bit more. Yeah, take out take out the flags. Take out the Black Lives Matter flags. <laughs> take out the Pride flags. <laughs> Because comic books have never made a made a liberal stance on anything before. Not my Spider Man. Nah, my Spider Man hates people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, more more Spider Man games coming to more more Sony games coming to PC. You can play Miles Morales on your Steam Deck. Look forward to that. Um, and yeah, so just another place, another way. Sony's just finding more avenues to generate more income, to produce more games, to give you what you want. Uh, so yeah, um, do you have anything there or you want to move on to the next quick hit? Yeah, move on to the next quick hit. That was my last one, so you take well, it away, then, Dub. Then we ain't got nothing to move on to. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything else before we get out of here, A-Dub? I'm tapped out, buddy. All right, well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is Thanks for that. Sucker! Thank you!